What is up, y'all? My name is CJ Kaplar, and you're listening to Us in 3D. Welcome to day three, question mark, of Us in 3D week one. Today's episode is all about hyper-independence and the hyper-independence to loneliness pipeline. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Us in 3D. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said in the intro, today's topic is about hyper-independence and the hyper-independence to loneliness pipeline. Now, before we get started, let me preface with a little disclaimer. Um, Me and I and whoever else is going to be on this podcast, we are not certified licensed professionals on therapy, counseling, or life. We are still trying to figure out life ourselves. So whatever we say, whatever advice we give, take it with a little grain of salt. You know, it's probably best that you, it's probably best that these conversations ignite a spark for you that you want to seek out help with someone who is a licensed certified professional. But I just had to say that real quick. But to continue on with the topic, hyper-independence. So what is hyper-independence? Hyper-independence is when you choose to be independent of everyone, even though it may negatively affect you. It goes goes further than just regular independence. It's choosing to be so independent that it hurts you more than it helps you. And a lot of times, hyper-independence will be rooted in some type of trauma from your past. So... Something or someone in your past made you believe that the only person you can rely on is yourself. This could be because people in the past have let you down. This could be because people in the past have made you feel like you're a burden. There are different reasons behind what made you feel this way. And please note that like independence is good. But just like everything else, when it goes too far or when you're operating from a place of hurt... It will, do, it will do more damage than good. So some, some symptoms of hyper-independence that I've gathered from my collection of information, my, my very brief and little research, some t- symptoms of hyper-independence. One, you are used to doing everything by yourself because you believe that you can only rely on yourself. You have a trouble, you have trouble asking for help. And that could be for different reasons, whether that's your pride or your ego, or you feel like you're going to be a burden if you do ask for help. Um, Another one could be you have trouble being vulnerable with other people. And we'll talk about more of that later. And um, you're afraid to rely on others, and that could lead you to be burnt out or alone. You don't trust people enough. You're paranoid of people's intentions. Oh, this is a big one. If you're one of those people who just says, um, when people ask how you are or like what's wrong and you just say, I'm fine and you just leave it at that and you're like, no, I'm fine. But you don't really communicate if something's wrong with you. 
that is a sign that you may be hyper-independent. Um, another sign that came up in my very little research was that you don't like needy people. This one was very interesting to me, but apparently your hyper-independence changes how you view other people, and if someone is needy, that kind of turns you off. Um, another one could be that you are extremely critical on yourself. It's it's like a it's like the circle of death. It's like an ongoing cycle, a deadly cycle, where you are reliant on only yourself, but then also you're very critical of yourself. So, just keeps going round and round. It's a round. It's a cycle of pain. It's a cycle of pain. And lastly, you can sometimes be disconnected from your emotions. You could be so hyper-independent that you you suppress or numb your emotions just to survive, just to be independent and not rely on other people. So those are some of the symptoms that I've gathered in the very few times that I researched hyper-independence. But before we get into my personal experience, I do want to acknowledge that to a certain extent, we should be grateful for hyper-independence. And that's, that may be a controversial st- statement, but let me explain. Hyper-independence, you're most likely using as a coping mechanism. And coping mechanisms will get you through stuff. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a gushing, bloody wound. It's not going to stop it, but, you know, temporarily, you know. So if it's gotten you through some shit, then be grateful that it's gotten you through some shit and acknowledge that, but also acknowledge the fact that it's temporary and you really should get to the root of the issue behind it. For my my personal experience with hyper-independence, if you didn't know, I grew up as a military child, an army brat per se, but with that being said... Um, We did have to PCS or move quite a lot. I mean, not as much as other people that I've heard, but, you know, that that requires going to a new state, a new country, making new friends, trying to build another foundation only to leave it in a few years. So it got to a point where to survive, I just developed a mentality where everything was temporary. People were temporary, and, you know, I just needed to do what I needed to do to to survive. And I developed this lone wolf toxic mentality where I was like, people are temporary, all I need is myself. And a lot of that had to do with not only having to struggle with the pain of having to restart every few years, but also in the relationships that I was able to develop, a lot of them did not work out. A lot of those friendships did not work out. And part of that was because I felt like I was putting in a lot of a lot more effort or a lot more trust and I felt like the friendship was just one-sided and people didn't consider or take into account my feelings the way that I took theirs into account. Like you can you can tell if relationships or friendships are you're putting in more effort or you're putting in more vulnerability or putting in more trust in someone than the other person is, you know? That was very hard for me to cope with and to a certain extent, it just, like, to a certain point, I just became like the lone wolf. I just adopted a lone wolf mentality. I I tried to convince myself that I didn't need anyone. I didn't need anybody. I just needed myself. And it was very, it was very toxic for me. 
and my mental health was also kind of shitty at the time. But the pinnacle of all of this was actually my high school graduation. I cut off a lot of my friends my junior and senior year, and I still had friends, but the deep connections that I developed, I cut off for various reasons, but I remember high school graduation, like I already took pictures with my family and my family friends that were visiting, and we were hosting a potluck slash party at our house, and we lived right next to the school, so my family and them already left, and I was just having to wait for my transcript and other things, my my diploma to pick up after, but I remember being in the middle of this crowd of people. Everybody's congratulating each other. Everybody's saying like, I wish you the best of luck in this new chapter of life. Everybody's celebrating and happy and talking to people and happy and celebrating with people. And as far as deep connections, I didn't really have that. There were there were ca- there were casual goodbyes, there were casual good lucks, but I felt very alone in a sea of people. I felt very alone, and it I reflected a lot about why that was, and I do take responsibility for some of it. Other things, I still believe people deserve to be cut off, but at the end of the day, I was lonely. I was lonely because I was operating out of place out of a place where I was trying to be so independent of people to protect myself, but I was actually preventing myself from developing genuine deep connections with people because I was afraid of getting hurt once again. And that started to change when I got to college. Um, when I got to college, a lot of my I'm very different now. Even now, but I'm very different than the person I was in high school versus my freshman year versus so on and so forth. College me is very different than than high school me, for sure, for sure. And I really allowed myself to settle down, settle in, trust people, be vulnerable with people. And I still have difficulty, even those people that I do trust, I still have difficulty being super vulnerable with them or in front of them. And I'm working on it. And I've, I feel like I've made a lot of progress in the last few months or so. But in this reflection, in realizing the loneliness that I felt in my high school graduation, the loneliness that I felt when I didn't develop relationships that could have developed further, I have to take responsibility for that. I realize that the people in my life now, in even the people in my past, if I had just allowed myself to trust them, if I had allowed myself to be vulnerable with them, I could have had much more meaningful and productive friendships and relationships and connections with people. And that's where I take responsibility. And the consequences of hyper-independence. If you keep saying, I don't need anybody, then you'll find yourself with nobody. Point blank, period. If you keep pushing people away, if you're not letting connections develop, if you're not letting yourself be vulnerable, if you're not letting yourself trust, if you're not letting yourself ask for help, then you're going to have nobody to ask for help in the future. In you not asking for help, in you not committing to these friendships, committing to these relationships, 
for you not being vulnerable, you are telling those people, I don't need help. I don't need you. And on the other side of that friendship, on the other side of that relationship, that can be very disheartening as, as a friend, as a significant other. If you are being told that you don't, uh, that that person doesn't need anybody except for themselves well, fuck, then why am, why am I here? Why am I your friend? Why, why are we here? Why are we trying to make this work if you don't even want to make it work? People can tell if you're not putting the same vulnerability, the same effort into the friendship, into the relationship. It will feel one-sided. You may be able to receive them emotionally, but the fact that you're not letting them in emotionally is it that people can tell. People can tell. And vulnerability is one of the core things in developing relationships, in developing friendships. If you are not vulnerable, you have, you're going to have a very hard time developing those friendships and the relationships. And this can seep into different aspects of your life. We covered friendships and relationships, but even work. If you don't feel like you can trust or rely on people, you're going to have a lot of difficulty asking for help. You're going to have a lot of difficulty delegating tasks. And you're just going to take on everything yourself so much to the point where you're going to do everything yourself, but you're going to be burnt out. Even if you love the thing, even if you love your work, you shouldn't have to do everything by yourself. And that doesn't even just apply to work. That just applies to everything in life in general. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You very well can be capable of doing things yourself, of relying on yourself emotionally through work, whatever, what have you. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Now, something that I just wanted to note before we end is a lot of the people that I believe are hyper-independent in my life, I've noticed that although they themselves are hyper-independent, they are the ones to go out of their way to help other people. They are the ones that go above and beyond to help other people. And it's once you recognize that in the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you love, it's it makes me feel so sad. Or I don't even I don't know about sad. Like I just it makes me feel bad. It makes me feel bad because the very people who go above and beyond for others won't let people do that for them. And that's a that's a whole nother conversation that we could have. But I just wanted to note that. And if you're one of those people, please, 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 I beg of you. Recognize that it's okay to accept help. It's okay to not do everything or take on everything yourself. And it's okay to trust people. It's okay to be vulnerable with people. It's okay to be your true and authentic self with people. The same way that you are so accepting and so helpful to other people, people will do that for you too. The right people will do that for you too. Now, if you are hyper-independent, um, a few suggestions for you. Surround yourself with people that will be there for you, that are reliable. And if there are people that make you question their reliability as a friend or as a, as a co-worker or what have you, address it. 
address it, and if they don't fix it, then move on. Remove them from your life. Remove them as much as you can. Or, But don't... Another thing, another suggestion is to question why. If you feel yourself hesitant to ask for help, if you feel yourself hesitant to be vulnerable, ask yourself why. Get to the root of the issue. Get to the root of the trauma. And if you're up for it, start acknowledging that it is an issue and look into what inner work you need to do to address the trauma. And if that looks like going to therapy, if that looks like going to counseling, if that looks like talking to a friend, which isn't the same as counseling, by the way, do it. Do the do the inner work that you need to do. And lastly, my last suggestion is if you have trouble asking for help, it might be easier. I read an article where it suggests that you start with the small things. So start with small tasks that you could ask people for help with and build up that trust And over time, you will recognize that those people are reliable. And when it comes to something big that you do do need help with, that you're questioning whether someone would be able to help you or be, be willing to help you, mind you, that trust will already have been built on both sides. Now, it's a different story if you know a loved one who is hyper independent. So some things that you could do is to check in on them every now and then. They may not be verbal or vocal or open about if they are themselves struggling. So if you reach out to them, maybe they're more inclined to be vulnerable. Um, Another thing is to build and reassure them that there is trust, that there is reliability in your friendship, in your relationship. And lastly, to offer help. In the same way that checking in on them might help them be more inclined to be vulnerable, Offering help might make them more inclined to accept help. Now, in conclusion, um, one thing that I do want to say is that we as humans, as human beings, we, we need connection. We desire connection. It's actually very fatal if we, if we lack connection, whether we want to admit to that or not. And when we lack connection, when we are lonely, we need to stop and assess why that is. Um, But also be careful not to get into the trap of blaming everything on someone else or even on the other side of that, blaming everything on yourself. Be honest, and it could very well and most likely is both sides. Um, Question whether you're pushing away people that do care for you and want to help, or on the other hand, question whether you're surrounded by people that aren't reliable and you need to consider who who you give access to who is part of your inner circle, who you do trust. Those are just a couple things to consider. That's all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for day four of Us in 3D week one. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned.